Today's episode is sponsored by Standard Dose. Standard Dose is an online marketplace for all things plant-based beauty and wellness. With a curated collection of carefully vetted products, you can shop with confidence for everything from stress relief to sleep to gut health. Stay tuned because we will be highlighting some of our favorite products from Standard Dose during today's episode. Welcome to Mindspace Minimal. We're your hosts, Daniel Ryan and Jessica Yatrovsky. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We hope you enjoy this episode. And today is Thanksgiving week. Right? Uh, sure. Yeah. It's the week before Thanksgiving week, so the... But we're pretending. Okay. Okay. Yes, it's Thanksgiving <laughs> week. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the platitude of the word gratitude. Yeah. So platitude of gratitude. The platitude of gratitude. And we were starting to get into some like chunky, interesting yeah. conversation before we started this. And Chatting to... about some holiday 2020. Yeah. Yeah. We had... Vibes and moods. I had to be quiet. I was like, no. This is good. You told me. No, I can't remember. Somebody told someone else to be quiet in a kind way because this is about gratitude. Because this is about gratitude. Yeah, the platitude of gratitude is also about the sincere experience of gratitude, but how, you know, it is reduced to, you know, just kind of functional bullshit around so many different things. Yeah. One of those events often being the holidays and holiday marketing and stuff like that. And, you know. We might sound, I might sound very cynical during this episode, and I don't mean to be, but, you know, the separation <laughs> of the real experience of gratitude <laughs> from this platitude that we are calling out here at the top is is pretty important, I think. Yeah, and I feel like, and we've talked about this before, I would just wish that word meant more to me. <laughs> mm. Go on. Because <laughs> when you say, oh, be, be in a state of gratitude or like what? What does gratitude mean or hold on to that space? Be in the attitude of gratitude, if you will. Is the attitude of gratitude a platitude? Yes. I actually have the, (laughs) I wrote this down here. It says, an attitude of gratitude means making it a habit to express thankfulness. Hello, Thanksgiving. um, And appreciation in all parts of your life on a regular basis for both the big and the small things alike. Okay, now that sounds like a platitude because if you wake up every day or throughout your day, express thankfulness and appreciation, doesn't that then start to become like... Rote and perfunctory? Yes. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Yeah, so like I'm stuck. (laughs) Thank you. you. How how do you really (laughs) express... Like, how do you really feel gratitude authentically yeah. instead of like faking it till you make it? Like, I know faking it till you make it can be okay, but writing in a gratitude journal, you know how I feel about journals, but like, preach. Maybe it's like, I'm just kind of thinking out loud here now. Yeah. Maybe it's just not searching for something to be grateful for, but moving through your day. And being mindful, which is what we talk about on this podcast, and r- with that really being mindful when you encounter something mm. that 
you are happy about or grateful for, you can express gratitude for that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, like this barista made me this beautiful coffee Mm -hmm. and didn't charge me for it. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just an example because Bobby always gets free coffee from, I'm not going to name the place. (laughs) I don't want to get the barista (laughs) in trouble, but you know what I mean? Like just being like, man, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Simple things, especially. Yeah. But really feeling it and not being in a state of expectancy. Is that a word? But in a state of appreciation, maybe not gratitude. I tell you, you're reminding me that one of the principal characteristics uh, archetypally of the wise is cheerfulness Mm -hmm. and generosity. Mm. You know, and how bereft of generosity, you know, the so many of us are. It's it's it's. It's kind of uncommon, just yeah. casual and common generosity. And I say that, you know, maybe it's also not. Perhaps there are little things, again, cups of coffee, little gestures that we can be more grateful for, yeah. possibly. A sweet possibly. message. Yeah. Even people lately during the pandemic and isolation, or not isolation, quarantine. I'm like, the isolation. Well, there's a little um, of both, though. Yeah, the the isolation in the Maybe quarantining. Maybe right, yeah. Just somebody randomly, how are you? Or I love that. Or some comment on social media, like, can make all the difference. And so I feel like, you know, pl- I just glanced because I, I was like, what are we talking about? Platitude of gratitude. Being just more generous like you're saying generous with your observation of what people may be going through and if you're in a state of like you don't feel well um bringing joy to other people's lives always makes me feel happy Mm -hmm. does that sound selfish but i love to give like giving makes me feel really happy but also uh receiving of gifts is one of my love languages so i like to get things too and you're a wonderful gift giver (laughs) i would say too you are yeah but like it's like the little things like the tiny things like not not even a tangible thing like i thought of you and i bought this it's more of like i'm thinking of you right now and hey like oh i saw that thing you posted last week like thank you Mm-hmm. for posting that like that was really meaningful or I love your shirt or I love those earrings I love the way y- you know y- you did your hair today or something that's so simple I feel like our ways of exercising that feeling that muscle of what ultimately could be what what did you say not gratitude what was the word generosity generosity yeah yeah and like that makes me feel in what I would compare a state of gratitude to being, mm-hmm. I just don't like that word gratitude because it implies that we have, oh, you must be grateful because <laughs> I don't know what kind of family you grew up with in terms of that word, but it's just like we had to be well, grateful for everything. Sure. Yeah. Th- let's let's talk about that because there's a lot of conditioning around that word. You know, mm-hmm. I, it's interesting to consider, you know, one of the most unattractive, repulsive, kind of, in in some cases, disgusting qualities, <laughs> is ingratitude. Right. When, when oh, pe- my God. When people are truly ungrateful, you, you know, know everyone notices. <laughs> Sorry. Can I interject here? Sure, sure, yeah. Or do you want to no, go on that? No, please. I've got a couple more, but please, okay. yeah. 
That's actually something I walk around and say often is people mm. are ungrateful. So, I mean, this is something I need to um, explore in therapy. So we won't <laughs> go into this here, but I am feel that I am so thoughtful when somebody does the slightest thing that it's not their fault. They're probably not thinking like that. So I have right. to also be with compassion about it. But I'm just like, wow, I've just never encountered, especially with certain generations, we're not going to name the letters of those generations. They're so ungrateful. <laughs> and it was yeah. like, what do you call it? It was just kind of making a ramming into my head signal with my hands. When I grew up to be grateful because, you know, we fled the Nazis, mm. you know, like you have mm. to be grateful for every single thing that you have, Jessica, because this is what your great grandparents sacrificed and be grateful. There's something to be said. I mean, I, I had a somewhat uh, adjacent or parallel experience with my grandfather being a World War II vet who mm -hmm. survived and raised a family and yeah. gr greatest generation all the way. You know, we weren't necessarily guilted about it or anything, but there was this constant sense of, you know, look what your grandfather did. Be grateful for what you have. Yeah. You know? So I think it works in those terms, like, but still, it's still a platitude, but it's more of a reminder, well, I guess, a signal. I think it's important, you know, again, so this idea of, okay, what does it look like when we see ingratitude? Mm -hmm. And and then let's talk about, too, what is the reality of an attitude of gratitude look like? Because I think that does happen as well. And, you know, I can think of people in my life or, or inspiring fellows. I, I have a quote I want to share with you, too. But, you know, men and women that do exhibit these qualities of generosity, cheerfulness, gratefulness, gratitude that I think actually are are modeling, you know, in, in a relatively positive way, what this can look like. I think there's this, I think it was a Maya Angelou quote, forgive me, I don't remember exactly, mm -hmm. but you know, a quote about how I can have an apple in my hand, coming back to the simple examples, I can have an apple in my hand that I can look at and just be completely dissatisfied with because there's no way I can feed my family with this apple. There's no way I can like have dinner for 10 weeks with this apple. There's so many things this apple can't do. Or, you know, what a beautiful apple I have in my hand. Yeah. It's going to nourish me for this moment and allow me to do whatever I need to do mm -hmm. next and, you know, an expression of nature and all these other things. So as we talk about internal and external all the time, you know, the internal piece of this is extraordinarily real, you know, in the modeled and conditioned I, I hesitate to call it programming, but let's just call it programming around these early life experiences and associations with gratitude, I think are, you know, essential to at least an individual's exploration of how they give and receive and how they express gratitude for, for what they have, what mm -hmm. we have. So anyway, all that as a way of saying, I think there's a lot of peripheral subjects around that one center point of gratitude that can teach us actually what it, it is to be truly grateful. Yeah. I was just thinking too, as you were talking, you know, which is super rude, <laughs> <laughs> um, that I think really it boils down to being kind. And I know that hmm. that sounds like basic and silly and woo woo, but being kind, um, 
And that's hard for me. I mean, that's why we call this episode <laughs> the platitude of gratitude, though, right? Is because if we just talk about this shit long enough, we'll be a platitude eventually again. It is basic. Yeah. It is fundamental. And, you know, we shouldn't shame it for being basic. You know what I do, though, when I start to really rage? I don't know if this is helpful. <laughs> is I try to put myself, and this is my Libra rising, right? So, like, Rise. the scales... I just try to put myself, if I get, if I'm really fucking angry or upset or raging, I'll put myself in that person's position Mm -hmm. and just that will calm me down a little bit because it allows me to exercise as much as I can, a little compassion for maybe Mm -hmm. like their point of view or their situation or their place. It's also just a skill to be able to get over oneself long enough to see from another point of view for a moment. Sometimes I'll still be like, well, I'm right. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, that's some art of war shit to be able to take a deep breath and be Mm -hmm. able to imagine another point of view. I mean, it's actually very intelligent. It doesn't always happen immediately, though. Like it could be something that I'm milling over for, you know, days or weeks. I'm not doing this shit for like months and years. Please don't. <laughs> but, but you know, like I think, and I always say this about myself too, that things work on me slowly. So like, mm. that's why I probably have not needed Botox in my forehead yet because mm. I don't really make expressions. Like things work on me really slowly. I don't react right away. And I mean, I could have even been called maybe like icy or cold before, which mm. do, do you think I'm a cold person? I don't feel particularly cold, but... I mean, to me, no. But <laughs> I, I would never have that association. I I feel that I've been called aloof and detached before. I've been... Okay. I've been accused of that. Detached in my In my earlier attached. life, detached. Okay. I was detached. like, that's weird. Aloof and attached. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been called by that, that by some people in my family. And I've also been called selfish by people in my family. But I don't think that they're misinterpreting that as boundaries. Sure. So um, do they know you're a Libra rising too? Because that would, you know, I'm an Aquarius with a Sagittarius moon, which I think just explains the aloofness and the detachment on my part. Dad knows I'm a Libra rising because he comes to me for all the advice. There you go. And then I get to like dole out the, you know, uh, what do you call it? The judgments that (laughs) the punishments that my older sister would get which was really like inappropriate. I think we talked about her on an episode before. So because I was able to look, what was it? Is Fox News fair and balanced? Uh, Were they? They claimed to be, I think. I was like a fair and balanced child. Right on. I don't know. In a Fox News kind of way or? (laughs) If you mean like uh, in my own world, sure. Within the family structure, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You were the state television. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But I don't know that I'm that. I feel like I am still that now to a certain degree. I just feel like I've had enough life experience that it's like I, I can't I'm not so pure about it anymore. Like I'm coming to it with my preconceived notions of things and with all the baggage of, you know, my past. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're fair and balanced then through your lens. Yes. Right? So but but anyways, what were we saying? Libra Libra Rising, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about the apple and simple examples oh, and yeah. all kinds of stuff around gratitude. So again, very, very easy to come back to the platitude. I, I think we need to establish that as a baseline. Mm-hmm. 
for our own internal expressions of an understanding of gratitude. And perhaps I'm offering indirect suggestions as a hypnotist might to you too, dear listener. But this idea of having a acceptance of the platitudinous, if that is a word, nature of, of gratitude and how it is basic. It is fundamental. And, you know, we use basic now as like slang for shaming something but um but you know just to say thank you and coming back to ingratitude as a quality it's so immature it is you know for me anyway first associated with children in that we teach children to say thank you yeah uh, amongst the first things in life perhaps Mm -hmm. and if that's missing what happens uh so yeah, just staying in touch with, really, in a healthy way, in a simple way, in a cup of coffee, in an apple way, uh, that, you know, it's not complex. It's not enlightenment. It's not years of mental health care or meditation with the monk on the fucking mountain. Mm-hmm. As you said before, actually, I think it is best expressed in neighborly service and yeah. community gestures and working within and with your most immediate circles of the people close to you, just serve the people close to you. Yeah, I like that. And I also like, so my girlfriend told me something a while back. She like drew a circle on a piece of paper and she put inside the paper, she goes, family. And on the outside, she goes, we treat everyone outside this circle amazing. And then we treat our family like shit typically. Because they're not going anywhere and they're closest to us. And she's like, what we really need to do is treat our family the best. Reverse that. Yeah. But then I started thinking about that because I really love that. I was like, God, God, you're right. That is so true. Hey, guys, just a little quick interruption here with a word from our sponsor. Speaking of the platitude of gratitude, today's sponsor, Standard Dose, has curated a few beautiful products that are perfect for this holiday gifting season or gifting yourself. So the first product we have is the Beauty Chef Glow Inner Beauty Essential, and it's a powder to support gut and skin health. It's made with 18 whole foods, including bio-fermented mangi berries, queen garnet plum, and pomegranate fruit peel extract. It boosts collagen production and supports healthy hair and nails. And the second product is the Beauty Chef Adaptogen Inner Beauty Boost. And that's a bio-fermented elixir made with activated vitamin B6 and B12, as well as ashwagandha, holy basil, and papaya. And it supports digestion and skin health. And come on, what better gift to give someone than the gift of health? Indeed. So have you tried these? Sarah and I have been working with these a little bit. Yeah, again, she just loves these products. But the Adaptogen, the <laughs> Inner Beauty Boost... Allow me to you know, say I have felt my inner beauty boost. <laughs> the the B12 and B6 with ashwagandha, holy basil, and papaya. So good. Yeah, you can't fuck with that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just good for people. These are, are wonderful products that we're both enjoying for sure, but she is just so into it. Yeah, I can't say enough, too, about Anthony Saniger with Standard Dose. We interviewed him on a previous episode. They've done so much wonderful work vetting these products, making sure they work, making sure they're quality. So please do know that that work has been done. You can trust it and enjoy it. We hope that you've enjoyed everything that we have been sharing from Standard Dose. And I think it's apropos that this is the Platitude of Gratitude episode. Hmm. And 
our last sharing of products from Standard Dose mm. because I think you can really go back and listen to the products that we shared in previous episodes because they're all giftable. And mm. as I mentioned, gifting yourself something. So using that 20% off discount, I think, would be awesome if you want to wait and just put everything in the card at the end. Some minimal stuff, 20. Minimal 20. Some stuff for yourself, some stuff for your friends and family, and just enjoy. So we love Standard Dose, and Standard Dose loves Mindspace Minimal listeners. They are offering 20% off of everything on their online store through December 31st. So log on to standarddose.com and use the code MINIMAL20 for 20% off. Now back to the episode. But I started to think, and I feel that I'm really into doing the whole uh, kindness to strangers thing. Mm -hmm. Like that is like my new porn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, for forever, like probably more so since I've lived in New York, because you see people on the street, things are like, I'm not talking just about like homeless people or people in need. I'm talking about anybody that you encounter out during your day that you can do something kind like open a door or not rush to get in the door before them or like you see a stroller um, a mom with a stroller going up the stairs i just help her carry it up that's it goodbye have a nice day going up and down the subway stairs how often does that happen yeah thousands of times a day and you see people really having a tough time maybe before 2020 pardon yeah or just you can kind of like sense when someone's bummed out too so like giving a compliment to a stranger like all of those things and I know like I'm a woman so I feel like I don't mean to gender this but I feel like I'm a little bit more kind of have my antennas out and I'm also really like I guess I'm nosy But like, in, sorry, in, you had to learn this way. Just in, inside, though, I mean, like, I mean, there are times that I could be totally checked out, but I mean, I feel like that's a way of like how I am trying to help society, like one person at a time, like in the privacy of my own experience, and then not going and being like, guess what I did? I helped somebody today. Right. It's just like constantly doing that because then they're going to want to do something nice for someone else. Yeah. Like paying, it fo- basically paying it forward. Like that movie, oh God. I mean, fuck the movie, question mark, but it's <laughs> in terms <laughs> hey, of... Hey, it, it took place in Nevada. Did it? I, I've actually never seen it. I just, it's Kevin Spacey, right? Yeah. D- disgraced actor... Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I know you had to get that in. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm, I know, I, I know, I'm, it's complicated. But the movie was not <laughs> made by him or written by him or directed by him. No, it wasn't. He just stars in it. So don't burn the house down. But I think that that idea of paying it forward yeah. is something that you don't need money for. You can use money to pay it forward, but you don't. You just need your person. And you need to be tuned in and you need to be what just I don't want to say intuitive because you don't even have to be intuitive. You just have to be open minded or mindful or fucking awake and aware or I don't know. Well, I want to come back to nosiness and yeah. say the other side of that coin might just be you're observant. Yes, that's the that was a beautiful word I was looking for. You know, that you can see 
what's going on yeah. and you're actually like looking at people's facial expressions which oftentimes people aren't you know i mean there's a lot of effort actually going into not looking at each other yeah. in new york city yeah just that piece of it the you know, body language too like the relief on someone's face when they're like with a cane and you oh you hold the door open oh, for goodness, them yeah it's like it could bring tears to my eyes sure and it's like Typically, people aren't paying attention. They're locked into their phones and they're doing this. Me included. I've, I am yeah. that person sometimes. Totally. There's such a balance to this, too. Because I, yeah, for the record, I'm no saint. I, I yeah, tried... you're not walking around being like, who can I help today? Exactly. I'm trying yeah. to get to my destination. And I try to be mindful and good about this stuff. I also, especially in New York City, because on every street corner, there is an abundance of, there is as much need as there is wealth in any yeah. particular street corner in New York City. So you actually do need to carefully choose where energy goes and what you do. Uh, because we can't help everybody, nor can we ignore everybody. Yeah. So there is there's actually a very, I think actually a very important calculus that goes into mm -hmm. who we're going to give our time, money, and attention to. This is the way I feel about charity and donation, too. I'm... I'm just careful. I don't. It's. It bothers me so much when charity and donation is wasted because there is so much need. And one last thing I did want to come back to. You mentioned this other thing that's very important about not logging the service yeah. in the acts of generate generosity that we do. I heard a very nice. Uh, it's like performative, you know. Yeah, the, I heard a quote that always comes to mind that is a kind of principle I carry uh, that associates or, or connects to this which is what is it it's uh what we forget god remembers and what god remembers we forget Aww. or you know or that you I know i really love that it's something to that effect that ultimately we can we can let go mm -hmm. we can we cannot hold on to our acts of generosity they're being yeah. they're being logged somewhere else so we can kind of just put faith in that yeah they're being replicated yeah yeah there's a little bit of faith behind it yeah but uh but anyway, i i'd it gives me consolation and allows me not to need to remember the, right. the nice things I do. Well, the acts hmm. of service, I'll call them. Okay. That's interesting because like, I don't log the people that I help out in the world, but what I do log is if I've done a lot of generous things for a person or persons and they're complete shit to me. Well, again, in gratitude. Definitely. All of a sudden, my brain is like a fucking computer. And it just like brings up every kind <laughs> thing that I've done for this person. All the interns go into deep storage and pull out all the files. And it's like, there's and this, there's this, What there's do they this. call that? Like, elephant never forgets? An elephant's memory, yeah. yeah. I am that person. Cool, yeah. And I remember it factually. Sure. So that's why everybody in my family calls me about it and i'm like let's stick to the facts that's what happened and you know like et cetera, et cetera. but it's funny because i don't know if that means like i'm a resentful person right because if somebody wrongs me the database just powers up the hard drive turns on and i have i guess tallied a list of all the kindness that i've done for this person or that person but it's funny because this doesn't necessarily happen with my family because it's like th that doesn't matter to me. Like I've done kindness to my family and they've done they brought me into this world like they've done 
you know, a, a kindness that I can never repay them for, mm. certainly. And, you know, including like my my sister and like, you know, my extended family. Mm. Like I'm not really keeping score with them, but certainly like the people outside because it's just like kind of trick. I guess it's I guess we're talking about trigger I have, which is also something I'll talk about later in therapy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I think when you were speaking earlier about ungrate be, people being ungrateful that really it just bums me out man because i have had times where i have done so much that i'm just like breaking my back i'm like sweating i'm like stressing and it didn't fucking matter because it didn't matter to this person so sure. it was like was i doing it for them no i was probably doing it for myself right cuz i got so upset about it so it's like what we talk about on this podcast in terms of minimizing, that's something that I've definitely pulled back on mm. is like my energy, my output of generosity. Because I think that if I can just be kind and be say something that somebody will remember, like how they felt, what do they say? People don't remember what you say, but they'll remember how you made them feel. Yes. So I'm trying also to- Maya Angelou, I believe. I concentrate on that now more than like gift giving and going out of my way to do things for people because if they like me, they just like me and I don't have to like go out of my way to do these things. I mean, I still catch myself because I'll go overboard, but I think in terms of like this year with the holidays coming up, if we can segue kind of into that, yeah. I mean, we can still kind of peel the layers of what we've been talking about throughout this episode, but I'm just kind of happy a bit that they're canceled <laughs> go on <laughs> um because i want people to be safe and i think that we're most of the country i don't know about the world because i live in the united fucking states um so when people are like oh this is oh we're this compared to that country it's just like well i don't live there i live here and i actually live in new york city and it's really bad here financially for people that have lost their jobs and businesses that have closed. And so I think when it comes to the holidays, it's like hard to be that excited about it because we're told that we need to isolate, that we shouldn't be traveling. Or, it's going to be a dark couple weeks. Yeah. And also that people don't have money to be gift giving as, yeah. they, as they did perhaps last year. That's true. I mean, people... There's a lot of struggle. There's yeah. overlapping challenges. Right. The huge, huge challenges for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of New Yorkers simultaneously yeah. this holiday season. They're like double, triple, and quadruple bummers, right? Because it's like, you don't get to see your family if you like your family. Okay, so that's a bummer. You don't get to give gifts if you don't have money, you don't get to give gifts if you don't see your family to give them gifts. How about you're a young parent and your kid loves Christmas and you don't want to yeah. let down your kid right. and your kid doesn't want Christmas to be canceled. I mean, could you imagine? Yeah. I can't imagine being eight years old and yeah. learning that Christmas can be canceled. That alone is like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, thought, just... I thought Santa, etc. Am I cynical? Because I'm just like, oh, God, a break. We get a break from the whole year. No parades, no this, no that. Like I No, can it's just, just different points of view. I could just 
fucking not think about that and yeah, for relax. some people yeah i mean i am not the parent that i just described so i'm actually more on your side with mm-hmm. it's more of a relief than anything yeah but i do have you know compassion well, for yeah, for those families and people that are looking at this the other way because i was definitely that kid devil's advocate to sure. the parent that has to cancel christmas or you know take it down a notch I was watching the Kardashians, okay, whatever. <laughs> Fuck off if you guys don't like them. I love that show, that reality show, and I'm very sad that it's ending. But it has to end because um, actually recently it's been pissing me off because it's just showing everybody how wealthy they are, and I'm just like, fuck you. Were but they hiding it previously? No, it's just like now it's very in sharp relief yeah, yeah. <laughs> because we're all going through a pandemic sure. and they're they're still doing it. And, and they're not. Yeah, no, they are not. Yeah. Um, but I, it's it's like a hate watch, but then also like the sociology aspect of it. Like we'll be studying that show for many many decades to come. Maybe um, you guys will. Um, <laughs> well, they'll they'll start te- if they haven't. I mean, no, they do. They have these classes already in sure. colleges because yeah. they're the only family that has lived on screen for so many years. Yeah, they're a pop culture phenomenon for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So. I was watching the Kardashians the other night and Chloe, the she's a Kardashian, but she's not the Jenner. She's like the youngest of the Kardashians and she has a little girl and they were celebrating her birthday in quarantine. And Chloe was like, you know what? I'm honestly relieved because we didn't have to make a big fuss and have a big fucking party and pull out all the bells and whistles for this. She goes, it was actually really nice. And I kind of feel like that about people that are big party planners. Mm -hmm. They need a break or maybe they don't always want the attention that Mm -hmm. their families want to put towards, um, you know, celebrating birthdays for kids and then holidays with the kids because they don't really care about it so much as their family cares about it so much. Mm -hmm. So they're like vicariously like planning these parties like through their children for their grandchildren so i really appreciated that i'm like yeah she doesn't want to have a big to do about this freaking two-year-old kid who's not even going to remember this so she brought her downstairs and just gave her obviously some very extravagant presents give her a car (laughs) right gave her a car that she can drive in In 15 years yeah and um so that that's my devil's advocate I saw a moment like that at a Christmas party last year, actually, an adorable moment as my friends, beautiful young boys, a, a good, they're on friends with all these people. I love their, their two kids, too. I will leave them nameless to respect their <laughs> privacy. But uh, anyway, you know, they're, they were all celebrating at their Christmas family and their uh, oldest said i don't want any more christmas as wow. as everybody was like singing the carols and stuff like that and you could just tell he'd reached his capacity yeah, it gets and he obnoxious. was yeah and i mean his like there was like all these adults in his home and all he wanted to do was like have dinner with his mommy and daddy and play with his trucks and yeah. whatever else and he was cranky and and i was like you're all of us you're all of us my why child. does it have <laughs> to be the super bowl well Again, I, I I agree with you. It makes I'm me more ungrateful. On, I'm more on your <laughs> side of it, you know, in, in just positioning and orientation. And I, there's a lot of people that are just looking at it differently. And it, all of these points of view are valid as far as I'm concerned. The reality of health and safety for me mm-hmm. 
And this is where, uh, where basically I always begin and end as essentially, you know, one who's offering hypnosis for therapeutic value professionally. And, you know, that's just like what I'm about. Yeah. This is a health and safety thing. So right. f- for me, and again, being more where you're at in terms of I'm not a parent, Sarah and I, my wife and I live with her dog. We have a relatively simple thing happening. Um, the dog's going to be like, no more Christmas. <laughs> the dog's going to be <laughs> so pumped, <laughs> actually, because he doesn't need to travel at all and we'll just be around. Um, so Levi's going to have a blast. But uh, yeah, just the it, uh, friends who are teachers and parents and yeah. even people that are highly social and introverted, There's who there are a lot of. This is really hard for them. Yeah. yeah. This is really, really hard for them. And again, coming to serving each other, if we can make it easier for yeah. them, perhaps they can make it easier for us and we can all help each other out. Yeah. Uh, and reemerge in the spring. One note of gratitude as we start approaching the end of this episode. Oh, and there is a quote that I wanted to share with yeah. you. I just, I keep thinking about the spring, talking about optimistic thoughts now. And mm-hmm. this can be symbolic as much as literal. Mm-hmm. But I really, I just keep thinking about March and April. And New York was dancing in the streets mere days ago. Oh, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> New York was dancing in the streets mere days ago after the election results yeah. were called last Saturday. And uh, God, that feels like a month ago, doesn't it? Doesn't it? And you know, I think we we can do that again. We can be doing that again, celebrating. You know, what I, I don't want to return to normal. I would like to no. learn from this and do something else that's new and different. But uh, you know, be it be a functioning city the way we used to be. Yeah. So may I share this quote with you? Yeah. Okay. I have something to share with you too after. All right. So here you go. The whole world yearns after freedom, yet each creature is in love with his chains. This is the first paradox, an inextricable knot of our nature. The whole world yearns for freedom, yet each creature is in love with his chains. Oh, man, that's really true. But... Like I said, I process things really slowly, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be thinking about that for a while. Yeah, what, what do you What do you take away from that? I read it on the way over today, and it just it stuck with me in the context of gratitude. This idea that each creature is in love with his chains, and you know, when we started this conversation, we were mentioning something that you know expressing gratitude in what could be a kind of Stockholm syndrome kind of way. You know, a loose definition of Stockholm syndrome, very casual here off the Mm -hmm. cuff, but, you know, being stuck in a loop and not realizing that you are being exploited or taken advantage of or at the mercy of these masters or forces or captors Mm -hmm. and ultimately, you know, thanking your captors for, you know, what they are, the little they might be providing you or something like this. So... You know, just the idea of each of us seeking freedom and each of us also being in love with what keeps us locked in. Mm-hmm. I don't know, resonated with me today on the way over in this subject of gratitude and staying grateful. Uh, as we were talking before about generosity and wisdom, too. Staying grateful. I mean, don't even try that with me. It's more of like <laughs> staying generous. I can do that. There you go. Um 
Because you can easily be like reminded to be generous, not reminded to be grateful. Like to me, it's like, oh, share. I can share more. I can offer more instead of like be grateful, you know, because you have a house or whatever that is. Like that's so obscure. Like True. it's not the abstraction of it is yeah. probably genuinely unhelpful. Yeah. Yeah. Abstract was the, is a better way, not obscure. But yeah, it doesn't. I'm like, I don't understand that. But it's like, no, share more of your chips. You know, like that, <laughs> that makes more sense to me. And I mean, I'll often be like, no. But, um, <laughs> you know, there's ways of of sharing, I guess, and caring. Mm -hmm. And that's being kind, I think, more than anything. And less about, I feel like gratitude is so guilt, built around guilt, <laughs> hmm. if you will, for me at least. Mm -hmm. Growing up in a Jewish family, mm -hmm. it's just like you feel guilty if you're not grateful. But I've never felt really ungrateful. I think that's just a thing that parents like to say to children because like we haven't lived life yet. So they're like, you're so ungrateful. I mean, I don't think I've ever been told that by my parents. It was mm -hmm. just like the vibe was like, don't be ungrateful because that's very bad manners, mm -hmm. like very bad manners. And so I grew up kind of like judgy looking at people, sadly, and judging them for being ungrateful. But I feel very much validated in judging people for being ungrateful. There's a lot of ingratitude. Yeah, I mean, but it just makes me sad. Some of it, it is sad, I agree. Some of it's even like socially encouraged in yeah. some some ways and unconsciously or consciously perhaps. And I'm like, we live in a society the guy couldn't open the door for himself and you just walked by him looking at your phone, you fucking asshole. You know, it's just like stuff like that I see all the time. People getting like, I don't know, like slighted or something or sure. I don't know how to describe it, but I don't know. And I'm certainly not a saint. I'm not perfect at all. Like I, I blow up on people in public sometimes. So like I'm I'm no one to look up to. <laughs> that's that's for sure but um i did want to i wanted to mention this i know we want to close yeah so i was looking on the huffington post and i found um they have this article called platitude of gratitude the shadow side of being thankful okay and i immediately thought of you because i was like ooh, shadow yeah ooh. <laughs> shadow work ooh. and so it says gratitude reminds us that we belong to each other hmm the reality of connectedness monetized by Facebook and easily forgotten by armchair quarterbacks nice. is at the heart <laughs> of giving thanks. When thankfulness flows into compassion and compassion blossoms into action, then true power of gratitude is realized. I was like, boom. Yeah, very nice writing. Love do we, it. Do we have the author's name? No. Okay. Shout out to this person. I'll put this article in the notes because it, it was a good one. Yeah. Um, and then that gratitude is part of every spiritual tradition. Yes. And research suggests that practicing gratitude can foster better immune function. Yes. Huh? Reduce stress. I can, I can make a case for that. Mm -hmm. And lead to greater levels of happiness. But I wanted to offer this quote. Raise your quote. Mm -hmm. With this quote, mm -hmm. but I don't know how to pronounce this word right here. Do you know what this is? It's it's biblical. Thessalonians. I think you got it. Thess okay. Thessalonians. Okay, so raise your quote with uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Having 
this is this is under having an attitude of gratitude falls in line. <laughs> By with the way, us. if it's not Thessalonians, apologies to any Sorry, anybody guys. out there who's like angry at us yeah. and does know how it's pronounced because I am not 100%. Yeah, don't rage on us. Okay, so pretty sure it's 1 Thessalonians 5.18 in regards to having an attitude of gratitude. It says, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Okay. That's heavy. Well, that's super heavy. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm Jewish, but like I'm into Christ consciousness mm-hmm. and I'm into Jesus big time. Yeah. He was pretty awesome. Christ the philosopher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Why do they say Christ Jesus? You got me. Jesus Christ. I, just, I wanted to add to the yeah. quote that I shared was by Sri Aurobindo, who was alive from 1872 to 1950 and was an Indian philosopher. Sri wow. Aurobindo. Well, my quote was from God. So, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, yours, it wasn't. Yours versus my guy. I think yours wins. No, this was from some scribe wrote this, right? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who wrote the Bible? I don't even know. This has got to be Old Testament, right? Uh, it certainly sounds it. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. I think we, I, I, I am not the biblical scholar to call that, but, okay. you know, it sounds more fire and brimstone than mm-hmm. New Testament to me, but you know. Okay. What do I know? I think the message is kindness, generosity. I think it's that. You know, if there's any final thing I would like people to take away, it's it's about service and generosity yeah. as expressions, as in the actions of gratitude. And if you can work out an internal orientation that can just look for those little moments where you can serve somebody simply and be a little kind or a little generous and you know then you are doing something you know pretty momentous i'd say Mm -hmm. pretty significant and if you can make a habit out of it it's a way of life i love that well thank you jessica yeah um uh, so i'm ready to go out and push old ladies across the street in their wheelchairs go push old ladies (laughs) just go (laughs) not shove them so jessica's gonna go push old ladies (laughs) Only if they're... No, I'll stop there. Okay. (laughs) Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, guys. (laughs) You can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Visit mindspaceminimal.com and email us at mindspaceminimal at gmail.com. That's M-I-N-D-S-P-A-C-E-M-I-N-I-M-A-L dot com. Keep it minimal and keep it moving. Thanks again for listening.